Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. And a special thanks to everyone listening. This is the Isles Buzz Podcast, part of the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast. A ton of great shows. Uh, Dan Saracini just released his Islanders Award Winners, the latest episode featuring Billy Smith. And I can't wait to listen to that one. And it's, it's really good. It's really oh, yeah. good, Noel. I can't wait. That, that's going to be a great one. And uh, happy birthday to Dan, celebrating uh, a birthday today. So yes, every, happy birthday, up on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. And it was great to see Dan and Joe Bono and everyone else who was at the live show this past Saturday at Offside. Uh, it was a great time. Special thanks to Russ Cohen. Uh, unfortunately, the Islanders lost again to a backup goalie. <laughs> we so, seem to be a jinx for live shows. Oh my! I mean, okay. So our second live show, our first one was in the preseason, so there was no game, so no backup goalie, no loss. This uh, the one we did St. Patty's Day last year. They lost two to one to Jonathan Bernier, I think. And and that's correct. And then they just got blitz. I I shouldn't say blitz because it was it was a weird game. And you know, Michael Hutchinson, who is barely an AHL goalie, stood on his head, and um, yeah. The Islanders didn't score for a couple games, and uh, it was people were getting worried. But I guess all is well now. Two game winning. No, 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 <laughs> nope. <laughs> all is. I will say this. I will. I want to thank Russ for uh, getting me interested in Finnish baseball. I looked it up on YouTube today. It is weird and it's hilarious. Yeah, he told a story about he was at the Winter Classic last week, and I forgot who he was talking to. Essa Lindell. 
That's right. I saw Lindell, you know, because it was finished and it was talking about finished baseball. And um, yeah, I got to check out those clips because it's really funny. Um, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. A few things make, you know, very. Uh, no, sense. check out the one that John Boy did, our friend John Boy, because uh, he, he, obviously him narrating it makes it hilarious. He of basically course. said it's like someone from Finland came over here in 1910 and, and took the rules of baseball back, but somehow they got lost in translation. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at it. But, you know, uh, Islanders eked out a win yesterday at the Rock. Uh, they scored four goals, which was nice. Um, eked prob- out a win Monday, too. Yeah, they eked out two wins. Um, Monday it was more impressive than yesterday, for sure. Uh, you know, Varley stood on his head, made some great saves Monday. Uh, last night... I don't know. They're telling about the Devils this year because they, they've dominated in the last couple of years. But this year, it's just like Devils were t- getting these opportunities. They were taking them. And then the Honors had to hang on for dear life in overtime. That overtime was just – it was wild. They had to hang on for dear life because the officials missed four penalties in one play. It, it was – you know, I, I was joking with Zach. A trip, a hook, and too many men on the ice all in one sequence. Yeah, I was, I was joking with Zach. It was like watching, like, you know, the peewee hockey during intermissions of a game. <laughs> Players falling down, the nine players. It, yeah, it, it was ridiculous. But Andrews Lee, you know, scored, you know, his first overtime goal, uh, game winner, uh, mainly because he doesn't really play too much in overtime. But, uh, yeah, congrats to him. Uh, Bavulier had a breakaway and uh, shot it wide. But Mackenzie Blackwood, I mean, he's been pretty good these, these two games against the Islanders. Yeah, he's a good young goalie. I think they might have. I think he definitely looks like he could be their goalie of the future. I don't want to say that quite yet, but he looks at worst. He looks like a competent NHL backup. He could be a very good goalie. Um, he's still he's still pretty young and he's good. He's athletic. Um, but with that being said, if you look at the last three games going back to Toronto, the Islanders were the better team for most of those games. And like they look, they were would they outshoot uh, New Jersey forty-one to twenty something? And yeah. they were absolutely the better team. But once again inability to finish inability to score goals and it's just it's hard to watch it really is yeah i mean if you look at positives from last night obviously the bottom you got two goals from the bottom six with casey Sikis and tom kunakle who yeah you know i don't know if you can hear the alarm is behind me uh that's jordan everly alarm because he finally <laughs> scored a goal a uh, very nice pass from uh, severson yeah oh my oh my god those defensemen were just ridiculous last night and they were helping out the islanders but uh, i'll make sure to turn off this alarm sometime during the show looking for carmen san diego what's going on yeah exactly that's new york city what do you expect but um yeah it was it was great to see everly on the scoreboard zizekas who's got nine goals again i mean it's like it's unbelievable this this guy really is the heart and soul of the islanders yes he is and it, it's it's great that you know he keeps putting up these these solid numbers he'll probably end up I don't know if he'll hit 20 again. He might. He might hit close to 15 and 16 goals. But it's he's he's been great. And more importantly, don't look now, but Michael Dahl Cole is a two-game point streak. Oh, God. Come on. Had to throw that in there, you know? Had yeah, to... I know. I, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. No, that's good. Look, look, he was in the line if you wanted to produce. But yeah. they need to they need to upgrade. There's, there's, we all know it. Everyone knows it. They need to upgrade this team. And the thing is, this this myth is, if they can't make it if they can't make a trade because they ruin their cap or they'll wreck the farm. You can make a trade without jeopardizing the future of your team. There are plenty of young players 
You can move one of them. You can move picks. You can leverage your assets. It can be done without blowing up the farm. They can make one or two trades, improve this team, and still be perfectly fine when it comes to their pipeline. Well, you know what Lou is going to say. He's going to say, well, if we get if we get Jordan Eberle, Josh Bailey, Anders Lee playing to their potential, the scoring will be fine. And, and that's if, bullshit. I know it. You know it. Fans know it. Scott Stevens even knows it, who said on NHL tonight last night that the Islanders can use another scorer, and that would really help. And I'm sure he has a direct contact to Lou. I'm sure so, he does. So, Scott, call him. But, you know, like, and you mentioned about, you know, draft picks and the cap and, you know, mortgaging the future. This team is not a young team. No, it's not really that young. And their window is, isn't. It's isn't too long. I know Barzell's young. They have a couple core players, but if you look yeah, at their, it, their defense is young, though. No, their, their defense is, is is young, but their their core forwards are not. For no, standards. yeah, Barzell and Bouvillier, and that's it. Yeah, th- that's really it. So they and I don't want to say. Tr- I mean, Trotz on he signed a five year deal, correct? Right. Who knows if he's gonna stay after after this contract? You he's don't know. going to. He's getting paid. Well, after the oh, he'll definitely go the full five years. Yes. Right. So your window is, I would probably say, two more years. I don't want to say that. I, I don't. I don't but think there's a. I. Uh, I just don't. I just think. Look, it's time to it's time to bring. You know, if we we brought Lou to change the culture, check. We brought in Lou to get the elite coaching staff, check. We brought in Lou to put this team over the top. Haven't done that yet. Let's do it. It's time to make a hockey trade. Get creative if you have to, but go get some fucking players that can help this team. Well, language. You came. You came out of firing today. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, you go know, and I pa- go get Pajot and Palmieri. Yeah, and you know what? We can talk about that in a sec. But I kind of although Nashville could be having a fire sale, right? Uh, no, Nashville is going to make the cup. And <laughs> yeah, because they fired their coach. They fired their coach, and they're going to play the Leafs. I'm sorry, because Sheldon Keith might be the coach of the year. The way he's going, uh, they'll play John Hines, who's a really good coach, and then we'll have a winner there, and that's exactly what's going to happen. But so the season's over. Good night, everybody. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I tweeted out a couple of days ago how they, you could have kind of a Pepsi challenge with Lou Lamoureux's free agent signings compared yeah. to Gar Snow's, and I got killed on Twitter about it. it's like basically telling me, oh. Lou has done everything right with these signings. They've gotten more out of their players. And then what What have they got? He signed Leo Comer to a four-year deal, right? Not good. Not good. Given he's playing pretty well the last couple of games, sure. you, probably, you probably could have got him for two years. I don't think there was really much Broussard, uh, Broussard, Varlamov, Bilpula, and Lehner worked. Right. And if you look at those four moves, those are all moves that Garth would have done. Well, that's subjective. We don't know that. He, we don't. Come on, he would have brought he would have brought Broussard in. That's a total Garth move. Maybe, but we you know. The Leonard, I, I totally would have, because no one knew you, Leonard was going to be the guy. Yeah, subjective though, we can't. That, you you don't know you don't know that though. We can't. I, that, you can't make that argument. And he would have overpaid for Lamov. So I mean, <laughs> that I believe yes, that that yeah. I do believe. And 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 the Val Fippolo too, but I got prob- I got called Milbury on Twitter for wanting to make a trade. Milbury. You know, I mean, okay, I mean trades. The cult of Lou is strong. It, I mean, am I happy we're just with being, here? We're just be, yeah, I am too. We're just being objective, right, Noel? Yeah, I, absolutely. Okay, this team is good. This team yes. can compete. I want this team to make the next level. So I do too. you. So do the majority of these fans. But you have fans saying, this team is good. This team is good. 
I don't want to – my goal is not to make the playoffs every year and just lose in the second round. This isn't like the 90s Knicks. That's what all they did. I, well, I want, or, or the Blues for the longest time. They made the playoffs and lose second round. Yeah, because you know they weren't as good as the Red Wings. But um, exactly. exactly, I just feel like there's a large part of this fan base that have that are Mets fans, and they have this loser mentality of hanging on to their prospects, where every prospect is going to make this team. No, if you get one or two NHL players per draft, you're doing great. If you get one, you're doing good. If you get two, you're doing great. You identify which ones you want to keep, and you move the others for things that you need. That's how it works. Right, but if you look at their prospect pool. It's not great. It's not great. You have no adoption. I don't think it's great. No, I mean, it's it's it's, it's good, but it, it, it's like we talked about Saturday night. No, we have a couple A-level prospects, and then everything's like a C, C-plus level. There's no B-level prospects. Right, and and if you need to you know, get a, a forward, whether it's rental or player on term, you have a couple guys that you can trade. And you, you, you tweeted, you, you texted me earlier saying, would you trade Oliver Wallstrom for Kyle Primary? And, I, and I, my response was, if Kiefer Bellows is going to play like this, absolutely, I will do that. That probably pissed off some of the fan base, but from what I've seen from Alba Wallstrom right now, he's not ready to play in the league. No, he needs at least another year. Exactly, and I don't want to wait anymore. Right. I don't, I'm, I, I, I'm you also have to think that the Holstrom, Wallstrom, and Bellows, of those three, maybe one of them becomes a regular NHL. Maybe one. Me And right now, the way Bellows is playing, he's, he's playing great, but, you yeah. know, Lou is like, this is a wait and see thing. And I, I understand, you know, the philosophy of Trotz playing defense, and that's totally fine. But but that he doesn't want to play like that. Look who we had in Washington. He I know. Want to play like this? I know that there, like there's this. there are some guys that are offensive guys. Right. If you get a little bit of defense, that's fine. You know, they they, they what happened that one year when everyone thought it was the end for Ovechkin? Right. He, what happened? They let the reins go, and he scored 50, and they won a cup again, or a cup for the and, first and, time. And they got to play defense. Exactly. It's going to happen. Last year, Barzell's numbers went down, right? Now they're up again. He got a full yep. year under, under trots. Yep. That's Nelson, all it's up. Nelson is, Nelson's the biggest improvement under trots. Exactly. He's it's, a legitimate second-line center now. He is. I mean, the third line is still, you know, a work in progress. <laughs> That's and, the best way to describe it. Yeah, but I mean, like I you call have, it the land of misfit toys. It is. I mean, you, you have Tom Kulnakel who you can put out there somewhere in the he's bottom six, any line. Yeah, he's, he's fine. totally yeah. fine. He's putting up some goals. Broussard too, you can put him somewhere. More likely on the wing, so you can bring in potentially a Pajot would be great. But you know, Del Goal is going to be the first guy out when they bring in if they bring in somebody. I would rather see Bellows and Del Cole right now, personally. Ride the hot hand. Bring him. It doesn't hurt. To, yeah, to yeah, Graham for four games, five games. If he doesn't fit, send them back down. Yeah. What was curious today is the the sound tigers sent uh, Arno Durando to Worcester, the uh, ECHL. Worcester. Worcester. How do you not know? How do you I not said, know how to pronounce this name? I Worcester. Said Worcester. I said Worcester. You didn't say Worcester. At least I didn't say Worcester. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He he started off pretty well this year, but he I don't know if he was hurt or not because you know how. They really don't are forthcoming with their injuries, but he sure. only played about six games the last month. He played the other night. Uh, I times I've been there, I have not seen him in the past month, so I don't know if this is just a conditioning stint to send him down to play more games. Cause, yeah, it's not, not a bad idea. Just get some games down there under his belt. Yeah, I mean, it sounds. I mean, 
obviously they're struggling again, but they still have they're a ton a mess. of yeah, to, to get Yeah, and Simon Holmstrom, although he's only 18, he was hurt, and that was the knock on him even being drafted. And he's kind of lived up to it, so he's not close. He's 18. No, of course he's not close. He's probably it's, two years away, maybe. Maybe. So That's the thing. If you know these guys are that far away, then you need to go get help right now. Right. Absolutely. And I don't want to wait till July. You have to do this in season. It's it's an, if they do nothing, it's, it's another it's waste. It's Gartsno all over again. It is. It's, it's, you it's have another to go waste fix this season. team in season. Right. Exactly. No, I agree with you 100. percent Because if, if they if they finish second this year and get a you know home 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 ice advantage in the first round and lose again in the second round, what do they accomplish this year? Nothing. Nothing. And nothing. It, you know they should have built upon what they did last year, and they haven't. They, they right. basically stood pack, or, you know, they kind of, you know, broke even. But it's, I mean, hopefully Lou is listening, if not to us, to one of the countless other Islander podcasts out there. Yeah, there's or plenty Scott, to choose from. Yeah, or Scott Stevens or somebody. Please do something, you know, <laughs> please. Yes. But, yeah. But after the break... We'll, fit, we'll squeeze in one more countdown for the decade. Nice. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Isles West Podcast is brought to you by VintageIceHockey.com. Thousands of defunct logos from countless leagues are on the website. Kevin does a tremendous job. He helped out with the live show this past Saturday, giving us a $50 gift card for one of our fans. You can use our promo code BUZZ15 for 15% off. And one of his latest uh, releases, Islander-based Capital District Islanders. So it's very exciting because that kind of ties into our new show, the Lighthouse Look Back podcast, which debuts tomorrow. Although our first guest didn't plan on Capital District, we'll have some guests who pass across that league. And our first guest is Tom Pody, who played one year with the Islanders, and it was a great year. And Tom will fill us in why it wasn't a second year, and you can probably pretty much guess why it wasn't, but I'll let Tom <laughs> talk about that one. But uh, back to VintageSizeHockey.com. It's great. Kevin does a great job. Our show logo is up there as well for mugs, hoodies, T-shirts. And the quality is great. Yes, Buzz15. Use the code and, and save yourself 15%. And uh, try not to fall down a hole because there are so many different teams that are on there. You can spend hours on on that site uh, and end up with uh, quite a few things in your cart. But if you do end up with quite a few things in your cart, Buzz15 will save you a little bit. It's on us. Yeah, absolutely. But the um, the All-Star jerseys got released oh, today. Oh, oh, oh. And... Oh. There are a couple of ways to look at this. Oh. I, I, immediately when I saw it, I thought, this is a sweater I can get at Old Navy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Car- Carlton Banks design. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty bad. But this ties in basically with our tweet of the week. So we'll uh, we'll say it's from uh, Sean Cutler. 
And it's let's all remember who really paved the way for these new all-star jerseys. Hashtag Isles. Basically, it's the alternate black jerseys. Yes. The stripes on the sleeves. They have four uh, four stripes, I'm sorry, for the four cups. They have four stripes on the, the all-star jerseys going across the uh, the chest of the jersey and just plopping down a logo. These are hideous, Dan. Yeah. And the only thing I really can think of, basically, go back to the 80s when you had... Yeah, some of the Wales and Campbell ones. They're fucking yeah. awesome. Sorry, that's a story again, but they are awesome. They're, they're great. And even, I don't know how many people Sabres really watch... Them over the weekend. Did you see that? Yeah. The, the, the Sabres pretty... alumni wore them. They look amazing. They look great. And I don't know how many people watch the AHL All-Star Weekend, but the AHL All-Star Series are so much better than NHL ones. Really? I haven't seen them. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen this year's, but in years past. And, and it's, they're very simple. And these just I, – I just you know what? Just have the teams wear their regular jerseys. Why? Or, yeah, I guess. Or do something like if you have a Metro division, have a Metro jersey. Just do that. You know, it's, it's with, so, with the team's with the team's patch on the shoulder or something. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. care. It's yeah. also game. I don't care. Yeah, I know. It's just it's interesting. But the voting is still open for Brock Nelson for the, the last man in. Uh, He's the, not going to win. Actually, his path may have gotten a little bit easier. Yes, because Gene really Gensel um, is out, so uh, Chris Letang now is filling in. But I, I think it's probably going to be TJ Yoshi anyway. Uh, Semin Volarmo. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely going to be Oshie. Yeah, Varlamov, unfortunately, got passed over. Because no, fortunately, Salah. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it, dude. I am too, but, I mean, perhaps he wanted to go. I'm sure the team isn't, you know, too broken up about it and give him the rest. But that being said, the All-Star break goes right into the bye. So right. he would have had plenty of rest anyway. But it's just, you know, the disrespect about around the league for the Islanders. That's all it is. Hey, Tristan Jerry's numbers are worthy, though. Yeah, I mean, well, you look at it this way. Um, Braden Holpe. Why is Braden Holpe there, though? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I really can't get on Tristan Jerry, but why Why? Why is Braden Holpe there? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Uh, one thing else I had to bring up, uh, this kind of ties into <laughs> the whole uh, Bavillier Anna Kendrick thing. And, and, and this was in uh, Elliot Freeman's uh, article this week, you know, 3131. 30, uh, which was number 17. So he's like, did Lula Murillo say anything to Bavillier regarding his tweet to Anna Kendrick? No, the winger sleepishly said last weekend, best reaction he got from the team? The first time I saw Trotsky at the Christmas, he asked, well, did she answer? In front of everyone. <laughs> I got the sense Bavillier was a little embarrassed by all the attention, but he shouldn't be. It was a fun thing. So, so it's, you know, good time had by all. And she responded, so yeah, the best. yeah, he's he's great, he really is. But we have one more. I know that we're in the new decade, you know, debatable by some, but we still have one more list that we were going to do at the live show, but we kind of ran long, so we saved it for this episode. And it's kind of interesting. We wanted to do it's two lists, but it's revolving around draft picks. So yeah. five of the top non-first round picks of the decade of last decade. And yes. I'm going to do the five most infamous draft picks of the decade, not first round. So, all, right. all right. You have the floor. Uh, so we'll start at number five. And I, it was it was close between – I almost put Kovala here. I guess I would have Kovala at six. Uh, but at five, I have Sebastian Ajo, who was a second-round pick in 2015. Uh, now on the team, looks like he, you know, 
it's still a little early with him, but it looks like he can be an angel defenseman or a chip to trade. Uh, at number four, Ilya Sorokin, the infamous, maybe he might be in your list too, maybe. Ilya Sorokin, the uh, third round pick in 2014. We see other Russian goalies coming over here with no controversy, so maybe we can get him over here in the I'm sure we'll talk about him plenty in the offseason. Of course. Uh, then the next three are roster regulars. Uh, number three, Scotty Mayfield, second round pick in 2011. Uh, really uh, has become a solid bottom-pairing defenseman. Uh, and it's, it looks like a fantastic pick, and they, especially with his salary. Uh, I'm basically making league minimum for a few more years. Uh, number two, uh, Devontae's fourth-round pick 2014. Really has emerged as a game-changer and keeps getting better. Uh, but I had to go with number one. Uh, unfortunately, he's injured right now, but I think there's a clear pick. Third-round pick in 2012, Adam Pellicks. Who would have thought? We were gonna, I, I said at the live show I was going to spend some time talking about Alan Pellick being a top pairing defenseman. When we first saw him, that was not the case. Uh, we thought, okay, maybe he'll play in the NHL. To maybe he's a bottom pairing guy. To hey, this guy's pretty good. To oh my God, yeah, this is the most important guy in the blue line right now. So to recap, Aho, Sorokin, Mayfield, Taze, and Pellick. All right, good list. I would replace Aho with Alan Quine. Six-round pick in 2013. We all know game five in 2016, the overtime goal. Uh, that's why, I mean, he lives in Islander history now because of that goal. So I think he'd be my list, but Aho, that's fine. I'll, 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 I'll allow it because... Oh, I could. I'm glad you allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. I, I won't edit it out or anything like that. So, <laughs> Okay, so my, my list, the top five infamous non-first-round picks. Okay, number, number five, Jake Bischoff. 2012 seventh round pick. The only reason why I included him because he's kind of a footnote to the end of J.F. Ruby's time with the Islanders. He was basically selected in the expansion draft, but they made an arrangement. So the Islanders traded their first round pick, Miguel Grabowski and Jake Bischoff to Vegas. So they wouldn't select, I guess, Adam Pellick, right? Who they ended up yeah. protecting. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but Bischoff played a couple games. You know, so um, you know, congrats to him. Uh, number four, Kirill Kabanov. And we all know Islander history with Russian draft picks. Um, this guy was the real deal. He was going to be probably the number one pick in, I believe, 2010. He was really good. Drama and injury surrounded this guy to no end. Uh, he had and a, some other things. Yeah, and some other things. Uh, he signed with the league before it kind of merged into the KHL and they took away his like opt-out clause. So he had a fight with the uh, international hockey you know, federation. So they allowed it. And then he came over here and he was a disaster with the sound tigers. He went down to each ECHL ended up just waving him. I think he had like a, a PTO at the Rangers, which lasted two days. And then he went back to uh, Russia. So that's number four, number three, uh, Endong Song, who uh, first uh, Chinese player drafted, uh, 2015 sixth round, basically Americanized. He's been here since he's age 10, a defenseman. Now he's currently playing Cornell, or I should say not playing Cornell, according to Russ Cohen, but probably never. He's on the roster. He just hasn't played. Yeah, he's on the roster. Um, So kind of a footnote because Snow drafted him probably with uh, Charles Wong's approval. Uh, Okay. Number two, uh, I love this story, and I included it in the Garth Madness a couple years ago. The Islanders taking Cody Rosen, who 2010, seventh-round pick, third-string goalie in Clarkson University. And uh, to that point, he played one game. 
as a third round, uh, third string goalie. He had no idea that he got drafted. He thought it was a joke when the Islanders called him. His father was the owner of a team in the juniors, uh, the Kingston Voyagers. Uh, who knows whether it was, you know, a favor to draft a guy. But the real story about this, two picks later, Freddie Anderson was picked. So seventh round, anything can happen, but, you know, whatever. My number one guy was on your list, and it's still infamous until he actually comes over here and plays. That's Elias Orkin. Uh, we we keep talking about this guy. It feels like we've been talking about this guy for 20 years now. Yeah, yeah, and he's only you know, 24. I'm, I'm over it, Dill. I'm over it. You know, it's like we had the arena and we had Sorokin. Yeah. Arena stuff got taken care of. We still have Sorokin. It, it, it seems like this this franchise always has to have something that kind of lingers. Their white whale or something like that. So when this gets rectified, there's going to be something else. But for now, it's still Elias Sorokin. Who knows? I would have no problem if they trade his rights to get a forward. I don't care about that right now. Let's just get something that can improve this team. Their goalie situation is okay right now, and it could be okay next year if you're going to re-sign Grice. We don't know how this guy is going to react if he comes here, splits time, or even worse, goes down to the AHL. I don't think he'll go to the AHL. Yeah, That's my problem. That's my problem. Part of this part of the problem here is it's like if he has to go to the AHL, is he just going to cry and go back to Russia? Yeah, exactly. Or is he going to have some kind of like, you know, clause in his contract where he has to be on the roster after a month. I have no idea. It's I just paying the ass them over it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So so that's my list. Number five, Bischoff. Number four, Kabanov. Number three, Son. Two, Rosen. And one, our good buddy, Ilya Sorokin. Yeah, that's good. You did a good job with that. I, I, don't, I don't think, I can't think of anyone else to put on there. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple guys that never signed, but yeah, it's uh, that that's that's pretty much, I mean, so the the Islanders hit on some you know mid round picks, so that's you know that have been core players of this uh, this team, which is good. You have to. Yeah. Especially Absolutely. in the cap area, you have to hit in some of these picks. Yeah, yeah. So they have a couple of days off before they play at Boston on Saturday. Uh, where's this game? I can't remember which which arena. Barclays. Right? It's in yeah, yeah. I, I get lost. Who knows? But before, I mean, after that, then they play the Rangers back to back. Yeah, and they play Rangers two of the next three games. They have playing like three times in a span of I think nine days. Yeah, I think that's right. Which is terrible scheduling, but whatever. You know, what are you gonna do? We might see all three Ranger goalies in one game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, one quick thing about that before we go: uh, Would you, if you're Hank, would you kind of request a trade? No, that's the problem. He's, he 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 didn't waive his trade deadline. I know. They had two deals in place last trade deadline. He wouldn't waive. I know. And he's, now he's losing his job. Yeah. He's hurting he, He's hurting the team by staying there, by the way. I, I, I agree. And it's – Because Georgiev is good. Yes. And, and the czar is supposed to be better than him. I know. I, I mean, at, at this point, what's your legacy? You're not winning a cup here. Right. Do you want to win a cup? Do you want to be like Ray Bork? Do you go I mean, someplace does he, does he care more about does his image care? being in New York? I mean, seriously. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he you know, he's an all-time you know great ranger. You know, I mean, he's a classy guy, but yeah, you're kind of holding the the franchise hostage by doing yeah, this. Yeah, no. Yeah, and does he is he even a difference maker now if he goes somewhere? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll be reju- rejuvenated and you know for a couple months and win a cup. I mean, or or is someone afraid because he's got one more year on his contract? That's like, the thing. Like, have. if if the Rangers were able to get rid of him, you'd have just Shesterskin. Sh- Sh- I'm gonna get better at that. Yeah. And Georgiev. <laughs> 
under contract on their ELCs for a couple of years, they'll be making combined like $2 million a year. It's great. Absolutely. They, they would have so much money to spend elsewhere. Yeah. But, so. you know, let's, let's hope it's a three ring circus for them <laughs> and hang right. states and stuff like that. But uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, Dan, Dan noodle 78. Um, first Noel one nine uh, lighthouse hockey is LHH podcast. Uh, look out for Lighthouse Look Back tomorrow with Tom Pody. Make sure you catch Islanders Anxiety with Mike Leboff and Dan Saracini. PT Isles with Joe Bono. And don't forget Islanders Award winners, the new one with Billy Smith winning the Bezina. And we'll see you next episode, Dan. Sounds good.